Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, how is everyone doing? If this is your first time listening to The Geek Show, welcome. It's a show where we take a break from all the politics, all the yelling, all the screaming, and just take a deep breath and relax, and we'll talk about some fun things. Video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. And the show is broken down like this. So we start off with the news of the week. I have some interesting things in our geek world. L.A. Comic Con is coming back in a decision that I think is just incredibly stupid on multiple levels. Uh, earbuds, we're going to talk about earbuds because it's the hot new thing right now. And then I have some robot stories, uh, Subway, and a few other interesting things in the world of video games. Then we take a break, and after that we come back and talk about movies and TV shows, all the latest in the news and what's happening in the world of movies, and a couple reviews, too, from what's been going out and released this week. Then we take a break for news, and we get back after that. We go to Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about technology and i say something that's probably never been said on radio before and that is i want you to lick your technology i'll explain more at the bottom after the news at the bottom of the hour then we end the show with the top five list of the week i got three trailers a viral video and then uh, a view a listener uh sent in a clip from a fail from a it was a couple years ago a fail from live tv because i love stuff like that and i gotta play it because it's absolutely hilarious uh quickly before we start with the news as always the 1470 wmbd app it's awesome. I highly recommend it. I'm not just saying that because I work here. It's a legit good app. If you want to hear some things that we've done on the show, obviously you can listen to the radio on there. You can read the news from our news department on there. But also there's a section called On Demand, and when you click on it, boom, look at that. It's the Geek Show, all the previous Geek Shows. I also host a show called The Greg and Dan Show After Party. It's on there. It's a show. I call it the Seinfeld of Podcasts. It's a podcast about nothing where we just sit around with Greg Batten and Dan DiOrio from The Morning Show we just have a good time, talk about things, ask some silly questions, and just have fun. So I highly recommend that. You can get that app on any of the app stores that are out there on any phone. But for right now, let's get into the news of the week. And let's start off with the L.A. Comic Con, because this one's a pretty big story, and a kind of a stupid story, in my opinion. Regardless on where you are with COVID and how you feel about it, and masks and guidelines of all of that, just take a listen to this, and I'll explain why I think it's stupid. So L.A. Comic Con says that it's moving forward with its plan to hold an in-person convention in December at the L.A. Convention Center. Several things out of this. The event organizers explain that in a Sunday announcement that they have been working with the convention center and taking guidance from state and local lo officials to plan the event they think will be both safe and fun. So California is doing terrible right now in the pandemic, and they're still on a full lockdown or somewhat of a semi-lockdown. But the organizers of it said, we want to get back to normal life. And in doing so, we think that we need to have this convention. We'll have half the audience that we normally have. We'll keep guidelines up. And 
blah, blah, blah. It's going to be great. What scares me about this is that uh, they're taking advantage of some people who don't believe in the pandemic and are going to use it to make money because that's all they really care about. They don't care about getting life back to normal. They only care about one thing, and that's making money, because if it's virtual, you're going to make a lot less money. But uh, to the surprise of the executive director of the Los Angeles Department of Convention and Tourism Department, she told the Times on Monday that it was the announcement that came as a surprise, and it was premature because under state health guidelines, conventions are not allowed. It's unknown uh, when they will be allowed. Then, after a couple days of that bubbling up, the organizers of the event came out and said, well... We are planning to move forward of the show, but it's currently a potential show. And they put that in quotations. It was weird because it felt like this was a quick money grab and then maybe they would disappear. But here's the bigger thing. Regardless on COVID and everything, uh, there are guidelines whenever there are mass conventions like this. But specifically for Comic-Con events. And I'm not joking with this. There are hygiene guidelines, and they ask all attendants to please shower, wash, and use deodorant when you come here. Because, no offense, some of us geeks are a little heftier than others, and there are some weird people out there who don't like to, I guess, look and smell nice. But when you're walking around all day in packed rooms, you get heat, you get hot, and it's just, it's a smelly mess. So why would you want to risk having an event that you have to warn people, hey, Take a shower and then have the same event where we're in this pandemic right now. So I, I think it's a colossal fail, and especially with uh, the fact that L.A. is having an issue with that right now. So I, I don't know. It's just a really, really mess of a thing. It's very interesting to see the world of geeks have turned into a almost political side of things. Uh, because there are people who say, oh, this is awesome, I can't wait to go. And then other people are like, no, that's kind of stupid. And just to to really point out, because I hate, I hate people who try to take advantage of people, and that's what I feel like these organizers are doing, taking advantage of people for money. All of the events in which uh, the guests will be there will be virtual. So you're okay with risking people's lives by going to the convention, but not... The famous celebrities, they'll all be virtual because, oh, we don't want them to get sick. I don't know. It just really, really bothered me because, like I said, I, one of my biggest gripes, especially in geekdom, is just people taking advantage of people. I want to defend everyone. I don't like bullies, and I just feel like this is a money grab attempt instead of uh, something that should be fun. Uh, next up, okay, earbuds. Earbuds are kind of the hot item right now. We're still talking about them. Over-the-ear headphones, ah, those are so 2013. Uh, now this company is doing something that I am incredibly happy with. There is a company called uh, UE Fit, and they are releasing a true wireless earbud that can mold to your ear for a perfect fit. So I don't know about you. I have uh, AirPod Pros, and while I love them, I mean, the sound quality is great. The problem is is that whenever I use them, especially when I lay down or, or tilt back a bit to watch a movie, they fall out all the time, and it gets kind of annoying. This one is brilliant because with this, the company says that for $250, you can buy these brand-new uh, earbuds, but they are uh, made with gel-filled tips, and that when you put them in your ear and use your smartphone, it will permanently harden to the shape of your ear. So they start off as this gel, you pop them in your ear, and while it's in there, it forms the perfect fit. And then while using your smartphone, it tells it, hey, harden up, and it will be able to stop right there, and you will have essentially the perfect fit 
earbuds for you. Uh, the Fits will have up to eight hours of battery life, uh, over 20 when you factor in the charging case, multiple color options. There is a 30-day perfect fit satisfaction guarantee. I think that's really cool. I think the iPod or the AirPod Pros are about $250. And while this one doesn't have uh, noise-canceling technology, I think it'll be very interesting because if it works, I think that a lot of places and maybe even Apple will slowly adapt over to that. Interesting things in the world of robots. Toyota has been getting in and is now prototyping various robots for the future. Uh, One of their more interesting ones is a prototype that... Uh, basically, it hangs on the ceiling like a bat and on a uh, OK. So imagine you're a human, right? And you uh, decide to sleep like a bat, which is your feet are up on the ceiling. And then you're, you know, you're pointing down towards the floor. It's basically it looks like that, except instead of a human, there are two robot hands and it will be able to slide around the um, your, like your kitchen or your living room. And it will be able to do essential tasks like uh, cooking for you or doing the dishes And it looks really, really interesting. These are all prototypes right now, but they're learning and using this to hopefully help uh, elderly people and people with disabilities for when they're at home. It's actually really fascinating because if we can live in a setting where we can have these robots help people more and more often, I think that would be wonderful and even keep an eye on people if anything happens. Uh, Rumors are that if we do get to that point, it might take a while to get a full robot like mind in it an AI to be able to control and be able to cook things precisely. But it also can help with like nursing homes where a person, a nurse who works at a nursing home can put on a VR headset and control those robots using uh, different controllers uh, to help people. I think that's really awesome. I'll be curious to see if we uh, continue on with it. They invested $1 billion, but I think that's awesome that Toyota's kind of Uh, reaching out a little bit outside of cars and going into robots because robots are going to be a big ticket item here soon and it'll be very very interesting to see where we go from there if anything out of all of this i really want some dr octopus arms if you don't know dr octopus is from the spider-man universe he is a guy even a he's a bigger guy which which is why i really like him uh, in a scientist and he creates these four mechanical arms that come out behind him and he's able to control them. it looks awesome if we can get to that point done easy i want that robot please Uh, This one is hilarious. Uh, In the world of uh, foods, the Irish Supreme Court says that Subway bread can't be legally called bread under the new tax law because uh, it has too much sugar and it must be considered a confectionery. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I just had to bring that up because that was probably one of the funniest stories I saw this week. Uh, And I was just thinking about it, too. Subway actually has one of my favorite breads. So I'm like, oh, no, what, what are they putting in that bread? Uh, next up, okay, we're going to hit these ones and then we'll take a break. And I just want to hit these ones because they're going out there right now. They're being talked about, but uh, they're things that I really don't think it, it's a thing. It's just the geek world likes to pick on things. First is Warner Brothers announced a couple weeks ago a brand new uh, Harry Potter video game. It's going to be an open world video game, and it looks really, really cool. Well, people started attacking the people making that game, saying that because of J.K. Rowling and her history with transphobic 
uh, comments that are absolutely horrible that this game shouldn't be made. And the game president decided to step out and said, hey, we don't agree with her views, but she has every right as a private citizen to hold her opinions. And then he went on. And this is what I think the main takeaway, because still a lot of people are mad. And I totally get it because, uh, look, my personal opinion, J.K. Rowling said some horrible things. And then she came out and said, ah, cancel culture and all that. Well, just don't talk and don't go out and say things. But I think personally that Harry Potter has affected a lot of people, and I think Harry Potter is bigger than J.K. Rowling right now. There are a lot of people that make video games and people behind the scene that put their heart and soul into this. And I don't think that because an author decided to say some horrific things that we should just slam an entire universe. Uh, when you have the love and affection for something like Harry Potter uh, – Essentially, the fans and the creatives can take that and go on their own route. They don't have to stay on J.K. Rowling's thing. So I think it's okay to have a Harry Potter uh, game. Obviously, just don't talk about J.K. Rowling. And I think we can move on from her in the long run. Some people may say, well, she's still going to make money on it. And I completely understand that. But there are a lot of people, even probably some transgender people that work on this video game. And I think uh, we shouldn't be hurting the workers and the behind the scenes people that we don't see because one person who was horrible decided to say some terrible things about people. Uh, okay, quick ones I know. I was expanding way too long. Uh, Peter Parker in the new Spider-Man video game is getting attacked because they are remastering the video game for PlayStation 5. Remastering means updated graphics and all that. And they changed the face, the character actor's face from the first game into this one. And now everyone's mad. I don't know what they're mad about, but everyone's mad. Uh, Steve from Minecraft has been announced to be in the new Super Smash Bros character in the game super super cool everyone was excited and finally to no one's surprise disney plus announced that they are introducing a group watch feature obviously that's a huge thing that happened because of covid and with digital streaming world so you can kind of have your own at home movie theater and hang out with friends and talk with them super super cool and with that you guys we're gonna take a break when we get back let's talk about some movie news and a sequel to a movie that was made i think 13 years ago that i am actually excited for Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment where we talk about movies, and we got to move quick today, because in the first time in uh, several weeks at least, I talked way too much in segment one, so we got to keep moving here. And I got some movie news. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, Deadline Hills reports that Growish star Yara Shadia has been cast as Tinkerbell in David Lowery's Peter Pan and Wendy. It's Disney's latest live-action adaptation. She joins Alexander Maloney as Peter Pan and Jude Law as Captain Hook. Obviously, we're going to be seeing a boatload of new uh, Disney live adaptation films. Uh, we have The Mermaid coming up soon, which Melissa McCarthy is playing Ursula. Super weird. And uh, on top of all of that, they just announced this week also that uh, they're going to be making a live action sequel to the Lion King movie, which will be very, very interesting as well. Uh, next up, Ice Cube. Ice Cube will star in a project at Universal Studios from uh, director Rob Lee, and it is described as a grounded sci-fi film in the vein of District 9 that touches on themes of privacy versus surveillance. First of all, if you are a sci-fi fan and you have not seen District 9, go watch that movie right now. It is really, really good. The only thing that's weird about this, if they want a grounded sci-fi film, I just think the choice of Ice Cube is weird. I haven't seen Ice Cube in a serious role. Maybe he's really good in dramas. But I've seen him only in comedies. And in my opinion, it was always a little 
I don't want to say hokey because that's mean, but it just didn't really it didn't really catch my attention with the comedy because he felt like he was there because of his name and not necessarily because of his uh, acting chops. But I could be completely wrong and maybe that this movie will be a big hit for him. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, who I call the oddity in the film world because I don't think his movies are successful Yet he still keeps making movies, and people pe- keep paying him to make movies. Uh, I personally don't like him because he ruined uh, Avatar The Last Airbender when he made that movie into a live-action series. M. Night Shyamalan has released artwork for his new mysterious project at Universal Studios. It is called Old. That's all you got on that one. Uh, Spiderhead. Chris Hemsworth has joined the cast of Spiderhead, an adaptation of George Saunders' short story, Escape from Spiderhead, and it will be a premiere on Netflix. Uh, apparently, the story follows convicts in the near future who are offered a chance to volunteer as medical subjects in the hopes of shortening their sentences. The focus is on two prisoners who become test patients for emotion-altering drugs that force prisoners to grapple with their past in the facility run by a brilliant visionary who supervises the program. Actually, that actually sounds really kind of good. Uh, Entertainment Weekly report this is that Betty Midler's annual Halloween fundraiser gala will be virtual this year, and uh, it will be a Hocus Pocus t- uh, takeover. The evening will be hosted by Midler alongside co-stars Jessica, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najim uh, with limited edition merchandise and virtual classes uh, that you'll be able to learn different things from there. Tickets are available now for $10 with profits going to the New York Restoration Project. According to Deadline, filming has resumed on Amazon's Lord of the Rings series in New Zealand. Production on Netflix live action series Cowboy Bebop is also planned to resume this Wednesday. They both had some issues with COVID on their floor, but they're able to get back now. Uh, Uglies. This one's really interesting. Joey King will star in the film adaptation of Scott Westfield's young author series uh, Uglies on Netflix. It is a story set in the world in which a compulsory operation at 16 wipes away physical differences and makes everyone pretty by conforming to an ideal standard of beauty. That's interesting because it really sounds like an episode of uh, Twilight Zone that I've seen before. Uh, Firestarter. Zac Efron will star in Bloomhouse's Firestarter remake as Andy McGee, father of the pyrotechnic nine-year-old uh, Charlie McGee. Still no word on who will take that main role. That, of course, is a Stephen King novel that will be once again made into a movie. Uh, Beast, Edis Ibra, who has to be one of the greatest action stars of all time right now, is going the route of Liam Neeson. Uh, he will star in the movie called Beast. Uh, just like Liam Neeson when he fought off wolves, this movie is about a killer lion. And it is described as being in the vein of the shadows, but instead of sharks, it will be a lion being involved with the central as the central antagonist. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Deadline reports that Lock and Key Season 2 has been confirmed. Yes, it's a fantastic series on Netflix. Uh, it, it needs to decide, though. When it originally came out, it couldn't figure out if it wanted to be an adult show or a kid's show, and it kind of went through a weird uh, balance. And finally, Oscar Isaac and Jake Gyllenhaal are making a movie that makes me super excited, and if Dan is listening... I know he'll be very excited. It's going to be a movie about the making of The Godfather. So Oscar Isaac will play... uh, No, no. Oscar Isaac will play the uh, director, Francis Ford Coppola, and Jake Gyllenhaal will play a Paramount Picture head that uh, they went back and forth in battles between whether Godfather should be made or not. I love movies about making of movies. 
super, super cool. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, let's talk about technology and how I want you to lick your technology. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Let's talk about technology. This is a segment I call Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest and interesting news in the world of technology. And we got some very, very interesting ones. Let's start off with Amazon, because Amazon is a company that I love and hate. I love because I use Amazon. I'm not afraid to admit it. I use it because of its convenience. But uh, when it comes to their products, just like other big tech companies, they're not exactly upfront when it comes to rules and regulations and what they are uh, taking from us information wise. And they're just expanding on it. That makes me scream, what the heck's going on? Because I fight this fight because I feel like we're at a huge disadvantage as a consumer when we buy products or we sign up for things online. There's always that little square that says, click here, you agree to the terms and services. And they are so massively long that the average person will not read it if even glance at it. They'll just skip it and hit yes, sure, and then sign up for it. And when you do that, you're giving away your rights to things. And it's just a little language in it, and they update the, the terms and services, and they might slip some things in here and there that most of us aren't aware of these things. So that's why it annoys me. But Amazon uh, has done something interesting. I like the concept. I don't like the company behind it. On Tuesday, Amazon announced the rollout of its new Amazon One devices that use consumers' a palm for identification and payment at physical retail stores. The devices are already available in its Seattle locations for its Amazon Go stores, and the company wants to expand it into any retailer willing to partner with uh, Amazon. But So here's the thing. It, it's a double-edged sword once again. Because of COVID, I think a lot of things are going to change in the world and how we move forward. And I think how we pay for things, how much we interact and touch other people, be it products or credit cards or money, I think it's going to change. And this is, without a doubt, an easy way to change it. Um, they said, according to the announcement, that the physical retail businesses can choose, anyone can choose if they partner up. It will create less payment friction in the company's cashierless retail stores. Instead of being identified by an account on their mobile phones, customers can simply walk into the store, scan their palm, and shop for products, and the purchases will be automatically charged to the credit card. So I without a doubt think that we are moving into a more digital space in that you won't have to hand somebody your credit card. It will all be done digitally. Obviously, Amazon before has been working with uh, their tech division to create uh, cashierless stores where you don't even have to scan your palm. You'll just walk in and it'll know who you are. And with cameras everywhere, it'll see what you're buying and then charge you later on. Uh, as for privacy concerns, Amazon said, and I'm saying this in the most snarky way possible, that uh, we use biometric information and it will never be stored on devices, and an encrypted image is transmitted to the cloud where it is stored. It is also possible to delete all the biometric info from Amazon servers through an online portal. Okay, once again, it's just another big tech company. I don't mean to rail against big tech, but I'm very protective about people's privacies because we're starting to... Uh, let go of it on levels that I'm very worried about. Amazon claims it won't uh, store any of its purchase information that you use 
but it will collect basic information on locations that individual customers visit. Uh, but of course, as always, that arrangement could change. We have the privacy policy that we follow and you can read in full and there are updates to it all the time. And there's uh, specific language. I mean, they have people write this specifically so that it can be bend the rules and whatnot. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that one. As always with Amazon, it's uh, very, very weird. Also, in the continuation of the growing empire that is Amazon, they have their eyes set on something new. If you don't know, I in fact, I got this for my mother in uh, for Christmas. It's called a master class, and it is a website that you go to. And you are you basically sign up for an online class with some of the most highly professionally regarded people in the industry. There's one in uh, communications. There's one in well, several in cooking, which is why I gave it to the baker, aka my mother. And uh, it is a service. I think it's like a hundred and thirty dollars, and you get four different classes and up to like I think five or six hours worth of pre-recorded stuff and it's super cool you get uh, textbook not textbooks you get assignments you get uh, an area to chat with others who are taking the class and it looks awesome well Amazon's like ah, ah, we're gonna take you on now and they uh, are starting to offer virtual classes and sightseeing tours via its new explore platform so if you want to look that up Amazon explore and it is basically an exact copy of Masterclass. For $130, you can take a bagel cooking class, or for a 45-minute virtual tour of a mansion in Peru, for $70. Do you want to take a virtual tour of a mansion for $70? That seems a little crazy for me. This one makes me excited just because of I've been worried about it, and that is deep fake videos. Deep fake videos, if you don't know, are using computers and algorithms to alter what people are saying or change the faces of people in videos. And some of them can be stupidly good on how real it looks. Well, a company has decided to use photophilipsmonography. I'm not going to try to do that one again. Where, uh, if you don't know, that's where subtle color changes uh, shift in your skin with blood passing through. We can't see it with the human eye, but the same technique is used with Apple Watches and other wearable fitness tracking devices that are used to measure your heartbeat during exercise. But because they are not, you can't see it with your eyes, this program will watch the video and it will be able to detect, which is just also freaky how it's able to detect it. It will be able to detect if it sees shifts on the skin color of you, and then it will be able to tell you if it's a real video or not. So obviously with election season that we're in right now and as we move forward, more and more stuff like this, deep fakes, are going to become bigger and bigger things, and we need to fight against it. I'm glad we have this, but as always, just as a kid growing up, when parents put on the uh, the blockers on the Internet, there's always a way around it. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to use this and hopefully from there adapt it more as people adapt to make better and better deep fakes. Okay, I have a minute here, so I'm going to end on this story, and that is I want you to lick a piece of technology. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Duracell is introducing new coin batteries that have a bitter coating that makes them taste terrible. It's a new child safety measure for the tiny batteries. Obviously, that's great because you don't want little kids swallowing those really tiny batteries. And why I say I want you to lick your technology is because of this. Uh, if you have a Nintendo Switch, which a lot of people do, uh, 
if you get a video game, one of the little cartridges out, and give it a lick, I'm not joking, you will taste an incredibly terrible-tasting bitterness. And it's the same technology that Duracell's using on their batteries. What Nintendo Switch used them for was so that if dogs decided to swallow their games, they would puke them up because of the taste. It is one of the worst tasting things in the world, and I highly recommend that everyone try it once because it's horrible but hilarious at the same time. So Duracell's introducing that, and I think it's cool that they're introducing a, just a better way to keep kids safe. Trust me, if you don't want to do it, and I don't blame you, it tastes terrible. So with that, you guys, that is it. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll go over the top five list of the week. I'm still, I, that might be the first time ever on radio that someone said, lick your technology. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of the show. I know I am sad, too, but we got to end with a bang, and that is the top five list of the week. These are the top five most important pieces of audio that I think you should be aware of. We have, let's see here, one, two, three trailers, a viral video, and then a listener sent in something because they know my love for awkwardness and fails on live TV, and I have to play this clip because it is hilarious. So let's go straight to it because I got a lot to talk about. Number five. Number five goes to a really interesting and cool documentary series coming to Disney Plus on November 20th. This is the trailer for Marvel's 616. Stan always said that the Marvel Universe is the world outside your window. And that the people could find characters they could see themselves in. Bringing a piece of art to life is difficult to not put yourself into the work. We were artistic rebels. I can't even imagine the impact that had. Yeah, so that is the trailer for Marvel's 616. It's a documentary series coming to Disney Plus on November 20th. And it looks great because it's eight stories made by eight different filmmakers. And they're going to just touch base with different worlds that Marvel has touched. Uh, there's going to be one that's all about Marvel Comics and some of the artists behind it. There's one about comic book stores. There's one about cosplay that looks really, really cool. If you're ever interested in the whole world of cosplay, I think that'll be a really good opportunity to see some of the best that are out there for cosplay. And a few other stories that they haven't fully revealed yet. So that is Marvel's 616. I love a good documentary. And this one looks really fun to see kind of the fandom behind the powerhouse that is Marvel. So once again, Marvel 616 that is coming to Disney Plus on November 20th. Number four. Number four. Okay. Oh, man. Number four. Uh, a listener sent this one in. I think it was. Uh, I don't have the name written down. I believe it was Mike. But uh, he sent in this clip because he knows that I love listening to uh, fails on TV or bloops or just weird things that happen on live TV because it's live TV and mistakes happen. Obviously, we're all humans, and I just love seeing the reaction to it. This one goes into beyond uh, an oops and into a what the heck are these guys doing? This is a clip from 2015 QVC. Uh, the host of the show got into a fight with a fashion designer on the moon. I'm not joking. Take a listen to this. 
I love that color. That's such a happy, beautiful, rich It experience. almost kind of looks like what the Earth looks like when you're a bazillion miles away from the planet yes. Moon. Yes, yes, I just squinted at it. From the right. Moon, looking back from at the From the planet Earth. Moon. From the planet Isn't the Moon. Isn't the Moon a star? No, the Moon is a planet, darling. Sun, the Sun <sighs> is a star. Is well, the moon really a planet? The moon is a planet. Don't honey. look at me like that. It's the sun a, is a star. A is the sun not a star? I don't know what the sun is. The sun is, is a star. We don't know what the sun is. The, the sun, sun is, is a star. star. The moon is not the a planet. Moon I is knew a it. Planet. I knew it. Excuse you were trying me? to take me no. down that road. But wait, the moon I, is not a planet. Me, Chunky, if you're listening to this me, you have Rose to Google Bud. the moon. Someone, okay? I can guarantee you someone's Googling right now. Yeah, I don't even know where to go from there. I just really want to just wrap it up and say, okay, that's the geek show for the week. Because that clip is A, hilarious, and B, just annoying as heck because you're on QVC and I think the last thing people watching QVC is the host and the fashion designer getting into a discussion about whether the moon is a planet or a star. I love live things like that. Uh, you could hear and I, my heart goes out to whoever their producer is because I could hear them in the background saying, move on. But they wouldn't hold. They wouldn't. They just kept going. And then the guy, the fashion designer was like called chunky. I've just, uh, so many things with this clip like is there a person that's actually named Chunky? Because if so, I want to talk to the parents who named him that. Or second, is that a nickname for someone? Because that's an incredibly mean nickname. Don't call someone Chunky. That's just a hilarious and bizarre clip. So shout out to listener Mike who sent that in because I love fails and weird goofs that happen on live TV. And that has to be one for the record books with QVC. That might be the first QVC uh, fail that I've seen before. Super hilarious. Number three. Number three is a continuation to a cult classic film that apparently we needed. I don't know. It's kind of getting mixed reviews on if it's really something we need or not. This is The Craft Legacy. What is all this? This is a ceremony to celebrate you. Why would you celebrate me? Because you're out fourth. Just in time for the first period. This is all just a little crazy. Half the battle of having powers is believing you do. That's why covens have always been important. If we can do that, what else can we do? We need to put a spell on Timmy. We don't want to hurt him though, right? Yeah, so that is The Craft Legacy. It's a continuation of the 1996 movie The Craft. I believe it was 96. And it is basically about four high school girls who are also witches. They have powers. They're going to uh, use their powers, obviously, for bad at some point, And then they're going to work together to stop whoever in their group is the, uh, the bad guy. And I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it just because it kind of seems old. It feels like a movie that was shot and even directed uh, a couple years ago. And one of the glaring things is the use of uh, the trailer, the music. So we've talked about this before on The Geek Show. There was, for a while, the hot ticket item in all movie trailers. Uh, it started off with uh, the ticking sound, and that was because of the movie Dunkirk. That really sparked it. You would hear, just hear tick, 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 tick in the background, and it, its purpose was to get your heart rate going so that you get excited for it. Brilliant move. Then Disney came out and started pumping out on every one of their movies a dark version of a classic pop fun song. Uh, the Pinocchio song, we had uh, several others, and then this one, too, 
uh, took that concept and did it. And I just feel like we've moved on since that point. But they did Girls Want to Have Fun. They took it and made it into a darker tone and a darker sounding song, which, hey, I'm all about. I like the dark turns that they take with these music. But I don't know. Something just feels off about it. It's coming out digitally on demand only at the end of October. And I'll be curious to see. I don't know anything about this movie. I never saw the cult classic original. But uh, if there's one thing with cult classic movies, it's that people don't like touching their movies. They want it to stay a cult icon because sometimes when you do a sequel or if you do a continuation, it kind of ruins the original. So I'll be curious to see what happens with that movie when it comes out in October. Number two. Number two. Okay, I had to put this on here because I get to do the voice. Obviously, this person is excited to do the voice, just as I'm excited to do the voice. This was on Jeopardy last week. A contestant was answering a question about a Batman villain, and he decided to do the voice. Take a listen to this. I love it. Movie for eight. Masked villain in The Dark Knight Rises. Craig. It was Bane. <laughs> you didn't have to act it out. I wanted to, though. But I appreciate it. Go again. Yes, I love clips like that. You know, obviously, there are lots of geeks and nerds that go on Jeopardy and power to them. I love watching that show. What's great about that show is you can really just jump in at any point. You don't have to watch a continuation because it's all new questions every time. But I love that he did the voice because who doesn't like doing voices of uh, villains or of different characters from movies? And I'm going to do it. The Fire Rises, brother. See, I love doing it. I had fun doing that. He had fun doing that. I think it's all great. And that was Jeopardy. Shout out to that guy. Here's number one. Number one. Okay, number one goes to a mini series on Netflix that I'm actually super, super excited for just because it looks really fascinating. I thought at first when I saw the trailer that it was based on a true story. It is not, but it is based off of a book from, I think, the 80s uh, that they're finally making into a series. This is The Queen's Gambit. Tell the readers of life how it feels to be a girl among all those men. I don't mind it. Chess isn't always competitive. Chess can also be beautiful. You're an orphan, Beth. I'm fine being alone. I feel safe in an entire world of just 64 squares. Well, creativity and psychosis often go hand in hand. Yeah, so I shout out to this show, The Queen's Gambit, because it actually made chess look interesting. Uh, there's something about this that really struck me. I think it's because lately, especially with movies, I've been trying to uh, not figure out, but just uh, test the waters and open up theories and ideas to what creativity is. And this one just hits a note because it's really fascinating how many of the most creative people out there and like comedians, um, artists, filmmakers some of them deal with some really dark, dark issues inside of them. And this one's going to take a look at that in a young girl and in a chess setting. So I think it's really interesting. I'm curious. I I'm, I think this was written. The book was written before Bobby Fischer and before his really weird story in chess. So uh, maybe it was made after and maybe it's kind of a uh, an opposite take on it. But Either way, I'm excited for it. This is coming out in October, Netflix, October 23rd, and it is a miniseries, The Queen's Gambit. Looks super, super cool. And that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. So I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Go out, do something good, do something great. And remember, you're never alone in this world. We're all here together in one as geeks. 
whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, we all still love each other. And remember to watch out for your fellow neighbors and fellow geeks out there and never feel alone because you're not. And always feel free to reach out if you're ever feeling like that. This is The Geek Show. Have a fantastic